In the spirit of reconciliation, Siren Sport acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respect to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Hello and welcome to the Siren Sport podcast. My name is Kirby Fenwick. You will know me as a co-founder of Siren Sport and I'm joined today by my delightful, wonderful, amazing fellow co-founder, Dr. Casey Simons. Casey, how are you? I'm so good, Kirby, because I'm talking to you for what feels like <laughs> the first time in such a long time because I've been away and you've been busy and we've kind of had this almost like month apart. So we have much to catch up on and I want to hear so much about what you've been working on. So in true podcaster fashion, we save our conversations for a podcast, right? <laughs> it's all content. It's all in content. In the hopes that people will also find it interesting. <laughs> I have missed you and I have missed our regular um, conversations. So please never go overseas without me again for an extended period of time. I'll try my best. (laughs) (laughs) But let's, speaking of overseas, um, followers of Siren and yourself on Twitter will probably have noticed that for November you were in Europe doing lots of amazing things. So maybe just, um, yeah, just fill us in. Why did you go to Europe and, and what were you doing over there? I had an amazing opportunity to do some work in Europe. So um, about 12 months ago, um, I sort of put out, I think I spoke about it on the Siren podcast then that I got some funding through a grant scheme to do a research project with a team in Germany around women's football fan culture in Germany and also Australia, which is sort of like a bit of a academic exchange program almost where I would have the opportunity to go to Germany and do some work with my team there and experience um, the Frauen Bundesliga and the culture around that competition and then my team get to come out to Australia next year uh, for the Women's World Cup in Australia and New Zealand um, to do sort of similar work here so that was really exciting because when I got that um, that grant, um, it was awesome, but, you know, we're sort of still in some pretty difficult times. I didn't know if I would actually be able to travel and what the world would look like, and it worked out that I was able to do that, yeah, last month. So it sort of came together finally, and I got this amazing opportunity to go over there, spend um, about three weeks in Germany um, with my team, going to um, many different cities across the country, and experiencing some uh, women's football there, which is great. Working with my team, which is uh, Jessica Knurt and Christiana Shellhorn. So I got to meet them in person and they're amazing researchers. Uh, a lot of the work they do centers around um, sports journalism, but also um, sort of fan engagement of previous Women's World Cups. So I feel like I'm in very good hands uh, with this team. So learning from them has been great. And it also gave me the opportunity just to meet some awesome people in the women's sport media space in Germany, which Kirby, I'm so excited to talk to you about. Like, yes, the research project was the main reason I was there and I've had had an incredible time working on that and really excited to share some results, uh, hopefully sort of mid next year with everyone from what we found. But having the opportunity to connect with people in another country where I don't speak the language and I don't really know a lot about Germany or didn't have a lot of prior connections to people in that country. But 
through Siren, we've been able to facilitate so many international connections that actually got to meet um, a podcast team over there who are most of the team are centered around a city called Mainz. Um, and we went out for drinks one night and we all caught up and it's the uh, the team who have created the uh, Froof podcast, which is led by an amazing woman called Mara Pfeiffer, who's a sports journalist. And they're kind of like a, I know it's a German siren where they've collected <laughs> all these amazing women and non-binary people because they want to talk about football through their point of view and their experience. And they've assembled this amazing team and they were actually one of the first people who actively supported Siren when we launched back in 2020 and bought like our badges. Like I remember those orders coming through and Gemma saying, I'm going to send some badges to Germany. <laughs> and we were like, what? <laughs> who in Germany knows who Siren is? And it's these women and non-binary people who have come to us and just followed our journey. And they found out that I was coming um, because of this project. And they're like, you're coming to, to Maine? So like so many of us are based there. Let's go out. Let's have drinks. Let's talk. So I took a bunch of your know, pins and Siren stickers and a couple of T-shirts to give to them. And that was really cool because they loved that. And we just had incredible conversations about how we're you know all experiencing the media space from their experiences in Germany and ours at Siren back here in Australia and talking about football and what we love and our challenges and just that real supportive nature that we've noticed so much in our space here in Australia but seeing that in an international country and those connections come to life from social media from just us all supporting each other was so so lovely Kirby like it was surreal that you know that the reach of Siren has gone that far and I'll always treasure um, those connections because, you know, the way that we work now online, like we can still plug into that group and exactly, yeah. still in touch and we can still do stuff together in the future and it's just so cool. So that was amazing. So that was, um, yeah, a real highlight and and hopefully they might be able to travel out here, some of them maybe for the World Cup next year and, and hopefully I could travel again and maybe some other Siren co-founders or other people who are in the women's sports space who I know listen to our pod um, who are covering different sports. If you ever get the chance to go to Germany, they would be super um, awesome people to meet and super welcoming to meet anyone from our space too. So I think it's just another extension of our community, which was so much fun to actually do. Yeah, that sounds incredible. I think, and it speaks to that sort of, you know, that women in sport community that I think has proliferated online in mostly in spaces of social media. And I guess Twitter has been a big part of that. Mm. Um, it's just like, it's it's so wonderful to be able to connect with people that are on the same wavelength, that are thinking about the same things and experiencing the same things and asking the same questions, perhaps. Um, yeah, it's really, really wonderful. And I do, I I know I have seen them like retweeting our things and, and mentioning us in tweets and things like that. And um, it's really lovely to have that sort of international connection. Um, so I think the things that, you know, we experience in Australia, some things might be particular to being in this country, but I think some things sort of cross broad borders and uh, are replicated in sport and sports media all over the world. So yeah, there's lots to share there. So that was that was really exciting for me to see you get to do that and sort of share the siren love at an international level. Very, very fun. It was, yeah, as I said, I'll treasure those connections forever. And they kind of extended a bit throughout um, my trip as well. So I also had the opportunity to 
uh, go to um, a couple of conferences. So uh, I was able to go to Norway, which was incredible, to a sport and gender conference there where I made some new friends in the Scandinavian um, gender and sports studies space, which is amazing. Um, but I also quickly popped across to Manchester for like 36 hours because there was another conference there I really wanted to go to um, to connect with some scholars that I hadn't seen before COVID. But one of the highlights of going to um, Manchester was someone who I'd met at the FIBA Women's Basketball World Cup in Sydney, um, Kazi, who is an incredible sports broadcaster, who is pretty much carrying the broadcast of British women's basketball on her mm-hmm. shoulders. Like, yes. So much basketball and doing all the work herself. Um, I spoke to her for the article I wrote as uh, part of our partnership with ABC Sport um, on the fan culture of women's basketball. And I learned, you know, she travelled all the way from Manchester to come see this amazing tournament. And when I knew I could go to Manchester, I was like, oh, Cassie lives in Manchester. I wonder if, um, you know, she would just come say hi. And I had, I think, like two hours free because this little part of my trip was so tight. Um, I sent her a message on Twitter, like we kind of do in this space. I was like, hey, I'm going to be here. Um, I've got two hours spare. I'm staying at this hotel. There's a hotel bar. Completely understand if you are not available or you don't want to come all the way in just to this one specific place just to see someone you met once (laughs) in person for 10 minutes and had a chat to. Um, I don't, yeah, I didn't really have any expectations, but I thought, why not ask? Mm. And she was amazing. She came met me. Um, I, I took her a siren t-shirt as well. Uh, because I just wanted to thank her for contributing her voice to my story. And we just had the best chat. She was telling me all about British women's hoops um, and just sort of what she's doing and similar to the experience with the um, women I met in Germany where we just got to share stories and experiences and really build that solidarity in that space. And, again, like you're saying, like that sort of social media connection, we didn't need to be, um, I know, we didn't have to have all of that pre-existing relationship or that sort of long-term friendship or have met in real life. It doesn't matter in this space. Like Mm. we know our people and those opportunities where we can meet and hang out is just so special because I just don't see that really replicated in a lot of other things I do in my life. So I just so treasured that. So thank you, Kazi, for coming to see me. I loved it. Um, And hopefully I can do more things like that. So if I'm able to travel again and you get a DM from me because I want to catch up with you, <laughs> please say yes because I would love to. But I also understand if you don't. But I think those uh, connections are just so special in what we do. And hopefully now we're starting to get a bit more flexibility and be able to move around the world a bit and go to different cities and see more sports. That sort of stuff can keep blossoming because, yeah, it's really special. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it has the power to to really create opportunities for yeah new projects or new research or um just those sort of connections there's so much um potential in those and even just just having other people that get it that understand or that you know um you don't have to sort of explain explain the sort of situation or explain the challenges or anything like that they get it um that's always such a joy so that's yeah very exciting yeah, really excited. So I was very grateful that I had the opportunity to do that because I know traveling is really challenging at the moment. It's very expensive. And um, I was able to do that sort of funded through this grant opportunity. So wanted to make sure that I, yeah, use that privileged like 110% jam-packed as much as I could do and make connections and try and make the work really valuable that's come from that. So I know you know everyone has those opportunities. So hopefully I was able to make the most of it and 
hopefully I can facilitate some more stuff and other opportunities for people in my space through what I'm able to do with that as well. But yeah, that was um, a pretty full on month. I'm pretty tired. So I only came back uh, just over a week ago and then went into um, an academic conference, which, you know, probably won't touch on too much here because I don't want to bore people so much with I've been doing all these things and I'm really busy and tired because I know everyone is busy and tired and I've also probably taken over too much of this podcast Kirby with my antics because I want to hear what you've been doing because you've been doing a substantial amount of things while I've been away and I've been trying to keep up with what you've been doing because you have created a thesis essentially while I've been away and submitted your honours thesis which is so so exciting congratulations on submitting I'm so so proud of you how does it feel to have sent that little or not little that significant piece of work <laughs> off um and now it's in the hands of examiners how are you feeling um feeling pretty good feeling pretty good so that um I submitted that at the end of October and I have probably spent this month um, recovering. Um, <laughs> well, well, not recovering really, because I feel like I've kicked off a bunch of like new things and I've been um, using this sort of time to, um, while also looking for a job. Uh, <laughs> so if anyone has any work, send it my way. But um, also sort of coming back to some of those ideas that I've sort of, um, you know, sat on the shelf with the knowing that I was going to come back to it, but like, I, I just need to focus on honors. I'm going to come back to this later, but um, yeah, I mean, having submitted it, I just actually got my um, sort of official marks and reports and everything back yesterday. So um, that's very exciting to get that feedback um, really constructive and um, affirming feedback was really great. Um, honestly, I think the biggest feeling was relief. Yeah. <laughs> This is finally done. I feel like I've our regular listeners to the podcast will know that I've been I've been talking about this for a very long what feels like a very long time. Um, but yeah, it's done. And um hopefully it's a piece of research that will, you know, contribute to um perhaps expanding our knowledge a little bit, um, or you know, confirming some things we perhaps already knew or and I'm hoping that it's a bit of a springboard for some more conversation and maybe some some actual um, progress or action happening, which is really exciting. So, um, yeah, no, it's um, it's really good. It's great that it's done. <laughs> uh, it feels really positive. Um, so, yeah, it's all good. And I had the actually to bring it back to academic conferences. Mm-hmm. Um, I had the chance to present my research uh, this week at a sociological conference that was happening at the University of Melbourne. Um, and that was um, that was really great. Uh, it was amazing. It was very very nerve wracking. <laughs> if you put a, a microphone in front of me in a podcast studio or a Zoom recording, I will talk and talk and talk. But if you want me to stand up in front of a room full of people, some of whom whom are um, academics and researchers that I have cited in my own research, so there's a level of what am I doing here? Imposter syndrome creeping in there. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, that was a really wonderful experience to to sort of share my research um, in that space and um, yeah, have some people that um, you know are, are sort of quite respected and revered in in this space in the sort of sports sociology space say to me things like, um, I remember doing research, uh, similar research in the US and New Zealand thirty years ago, and nothing's changed. Wow. <laughs> so that was a little bit um. <laughs> yep nothing has changed nothing has changed but 
um, yeah, that was really positive. Um, yeah, the opportunity to share that and make connections with people in that space who are thinking about these, um, they're, they're perhaps thinking about the things that we think about at Siren um, in a different capacity. They might be looking at actual participation or um, coaching or, you know, administrators, whereas we're sort of looking more in the, in the media space. But um, and I, I'm, I know that we've probably had these conversations a thousand times before you and I, but um, I think women in sport, we all exist in the same ecosystem. So the experiences of, of athletes, as, of coaches, of fans, of, you know, media creators, there are so many overlaps there. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't think you can sort of pull one out and say, you know, they're separate, they have a different experience. So um, yeah, even sitting listening to people share research about fans of women's sport or coaches or, you know, participants, I'm I'm sort of sitting there thinking, yeah, so much, there's so many overlaps here. There's so much of this conversation that is all linked in together, which really speaks to, um, yeah, just the sort of broader structures and systems in sport more generally um, and how they impact you regardless of what position you um, you fill within that ecosystem. Um, so yeah all all really positive stuff really really great stuff um but yeah I I don't know what's next but um uh, that's it's nice to be done basically (laughs) so I'm sure there's many things that are going to come from this because I think um yeah you've you've pulled something together that's pretty impressive and as you know on honest thesis is a big thing to do um but it's also it's difficult to contain as well because there's so much that you find and you do have to do something that is quite, I guess, restricted in its format and do have to keep it quite, um, you know, focused on one sort of area and one sort of key takeaway almost. Um, So potentially could build it into a PhD thesis, but I know that's only like one option. There's many things that you can do that I know you've already started to think about. So I'm so excited to see what you do next and where the ideas take you and what piques your interest, um, particularly as you started to go into that academic space through conferences. And that's the amazing thing with conferences that you just touched on is that exposure to so many other things that are happening um, and other people in the space who are thinking about maybe similar problems, like you mentioned, from different perspectives in sport, but also just different lived experiences and different research methods and and how they view the world as well, which I think is so productive. And what you're talking about there just made me reflect a little bit, I guess, like this week, um, yeah, I've been at a another conference um so I was very disappointed that it clashed with the conference you attended because I would have loved to go to that conference too and also just be your cheerleader in your session (laughs) just cheering you on as you presented um because that would have been amazing experience for me just to sit and listen to you speak about what you're an expert at now which is very cool um but my university Swinburne was hosting um the Sport Management uh, Association of Australia and New Zealand conference which timing just you know not the best but you know it is what it is and it's also a great conference but yeah from a very different discipline of mm. sport management um and looking at these things and some of the conversations I had with people there particularly um women and non-binary scholars is also very similar conversations to what I was having with you know the the Fruf podcast team in Germany yeah. in Manchester and and this is uh, the sort of uh, conversations I've tried to facilitate a little bit on our podcast by talking to academics in this space in that yeah this is another stream of the, you know the women in sport conversation is the research but also the experiences of um gender diverse people in academia in sport is very much similar to women in media and women in sports administration. There is still that line of you know, being marginalised there and 
and sometimes you can see that at conferences in you know the way that like maybe some other scholars who are coming from different fields or studying different things kind of look at the work that scholars who are doing um studies of gender and sport and and how they perceive it bringing you know their own biases in and you can sort of see the challenge um I see this sometimes with uh, PhD students who are coming through too um who are gender diverse and and or identify as women and how they need to sort of navigate that space too so I feel a real sense of responsibility to trying to help out a little bit there and just like you know, most people are pretty good. Usually a lot of the conferences that I attend are really welcoming and really try to support emerging scholars and, and different ways of thinking. But it sometimes is like what I feel like, how I feel in a commentary box or going into a press box when it's dominated by men because sport is still dominated by men mm-hmm. and that takes across everything. So um, I know uh, the conference you went to um, is an amazing conference and is not so much uh, replicated of that, but sometimes you just, you notice that and you see it spill over and you think, oh yeah, just academia is very similar to sports media and, and working in a sport organization. And, and that's when you build that sense of solidarity with your people in that space. And, and you, yeah, you replicate those safe spaces. And I think that's something, yeah, we need to talk about a little bit more too, that yes, you know, this stuff permeates everything to that intersects with sport. Yeah. I mean, also, I think academia has a lot of um, parallels with sport in that it's, you know, the foundations of academia are, like, anti-women, anti-anyone who's, you know, different from the dominant group. So um, I think there is a lot of parallels there in Mm. terms of, like, um, yeah, that sort of feeling marginalised or on the boundary or, um, you know, not sort of welcome in those spaces. Um, So it's really encouraging to see a lot of women talking about sport. I think that's really, really positive. Um, yes. and bringing sort of you know the lens of their lived experience um, particularly where their lived experience intersects with you know different identities and different um, parts of the world um, so yeah it's it was a really positive experience to share um, and I hope you know there's an opportunity to perhaps do that again um, yeah maybe we can do a siren podcast which is just me talking about my honours thesis and the you know, the what I learned from my research, I think maybe the listeners might be um, interested to learn some of that stuff. They probably know what I'm going to say <laughs> ahead of time, um, which was, um, yeah, nothing surprised me. Uh, basically, that's that's the sum up theme of my, of my honours thesis. But yeah, no, lots of exciting things happening as well still on Siren, on the Siren front too. Um, you know, the ABC partnership continues to tick along and we've got lots of really great stories in the pipeline there too. So, um, yeah, I know we had a couple go up while you were OS, um, which was really fun. Actually, funny crossover between um, conference academic world and Siren world was one of the presentations that I um, that I saw this week was about AFLW fandom and Louisa's story about, um, for us and the ABC, about um, AFLW fans being, you know, following multiple clubs was actually featured in that story. So that was really amazing. I was sitting in the room just watching this presentation and then all of a sudden um, see this story pop up on the screen and I'm like, that's familiar. Uh, So that was, you know, two worlds colliding. But, yeah, lots of really great stuff happening in that partnership as well and, I think, you know, that partnership is is an example of how you can take really practical approaches to correct um, problems. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's a really positive partnership that we have with the ABC. So, um, yeah, stay tuned for some more great stuff coming out of that over the following weeks too. Yes. 
Definitely. I've started to see some of the pictures and drafts coming in of work that was sort of, um, I guess, commissioned while I was away. And I've just, my eyes have lit up I'm like, oh, I'm so excited. So now I feel like, you know, a little fan on the outside because I know you did a bit of this work while I was away and making sure we had some you know good stuff in the pipeline. And now I've come back and had a look at what you've been working on and the people you've been able to reach out to, to get their stories. I'm like, yes, yes. <laughs> so well yeah. done. there's some 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 really good fun stuff coming through so um and I know that's horrible to say to an audience who has no idea what I'm talking about and I can't give you any more information than stay tuned for what's coming the big teaser (laughs) I love that um but yeah I think so much of like this conversation Kirby just made me reflect on so much of yeah, the intersections of our work and what we do and how cool that is. Like we've come from such different experiences and we're now doing different things and and Sirenus really helped amplify so much of that. So like we weren't doing this kind of stuff when we launched Siren and you're doing this academic stuff. I mean, I'm obviously doing academic stuff. We have, you know, our connections through Siren through like to amazing platforms like ABC Sport. We're connecting with people who are coming from, Yes, from academia and from media and different sports um, and different lived experiences, but they still kind of intersect through um, all these different spaces, like seeing an ABC um, sports story that we commissioned as part of an academic conference presentation. Like that is so cool how those connections come back. An experience I had at my conference was there were three people who attended the conference that Swinburne hosted that wore on different days our siren t-shirt and took photos <laughs> and tagged Very me in cool. it because their presentation aligned with you know like gender diversity in sport and they wanted to show <laughs> their position and and just come up and tell me that they knew what siren was and I think like I don't maybe this is just like a shrinking violet thing I have I don't know but sometimes when I introduce myself particularly in those conferences because I know I'm talking to people um who sometimes are very like high level academics and I get a bit shy with those kind of introductions but they'll ask me what I do and I talk a little bit about what I research and I'll say no I do a little bit of sports journalism on the side like I have my own media platform and I just kind of assume that they're not going to be interested and maybe I get a bit guarded about that and I should just I need to learn to be more confident about that but some people would say to me like oh like siren yeah I know you have siren sport I'm like what do you know about siren (laughs) so amazing so yeah like you're saying those connections and and seeing siren starting to play a role in that is so exciting so thinking about where you know siren continues to go and what we continue to do there is always an ongoing conversation because so much of our lives have changed through the um development of siren we're all doing different things we continue to do different things um and siren isn't meant to be like sort of what sustains us um we have to do other things outside of that um but that just means that siren just evolves and becomes something else and suits a gap that we have or becomes something that we think is needed so that's an exciting space to be into to see where we take our partnership with the ABC, what other programs we might want to do, what kind of focus we want to have. So I think that's an it's a nice space to be in right now at the end of the year. We'll take a little bit of a break soon. So we'll send out some more information to all our audience about that to let you all know when we'll be a bit more quiet on the socials and when the newsletter might take a bit of a break while we have a break. Um, but reflecting on 
everything I think we've experienced, particularly in the last few months, Kirby, with, you know, what we've been able to do in our different intersecting lives, I think puts us in a really fun position to think about what Siren looks like next year and and the projects we want to do and, and how we want to bring that all together to keep all those things intersecting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's been such an important part of, I think, Siren's just existence is its flexibility and its um um, our ability to to help it evolve into um, you know what it can be and what it should be and what it might be so um, yeah and I think that's a really positive thing because I think you know as the industry changes as we change as you know the environments we're working in change you know siren has to necessarily evolve and change as well so um, I think that's incredibly positive um, and you know part of part of that is us re- is us doing that reflection Yes. You know, what What does Siren need to be right now? Um, what do we need it to be? What does the community need it to be? Um, what do emerging women and non-binary people in sports media need it to be? Um, yeah, and that sort of reflexive, I'm bringing mm-hmm. some academic work in here, you know, that sort of, <laughs> that I love sort it. of reflexive thing is, is, um, is a really positive thing. So um yeah I guess stay tuned for what siren looks like in the future but um all all good and positive things to come absolutely and for any of our listeners who are working in I know different industries or have ideas if there's something that you've seen that could be an opportunity that you think siren is a good fit for or you think there's a real gap in in the space I mean we're so open to people tweeting us or sending us emails and pointing us to things that you think we could play a role in. Um, you know, we never really know if we can or we might not have the capacity to, it might not be a good fit, but that's how I think we've also worked is we like to plug into our community. We love listening to people in our space to to learn from them and and see their experiences and identify where, yeah, we could potentially play a role and, and help out and, and have some impact too. So yeah, anyone who's got something like that on their mind, please always feel free to reach out to us. We're always happy to hear from you. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so it has been a joy to chat to you as it always is. Uh, where can people find you on the internet? People can find me. Um, I'm still on Twitter, still, <laughs> I guess, you know, riding that wave until whatever happens. Um, I mean, I might have an identity crisis if Twitter disappears because I'm on there so much. But if that's where people want to find me, I'm definitely there at the moment at Casey Simons. Um, Right now I'm tweeting a lot about my reflections from my academic conferences, what I'm working on in research, what I've been learning in that space, um, the T-shirts I've been wearing to conferences and what they mean. <laughs> Always a highlight. <laughs> try to make it a bit fun because I know sometimes just tweeting a lot of academic stuff is it's not what people are always interested in so I do try to keep it light um so if that sounds interesting to you uh please follow me there similarly on my Instagram at Casey underscore rights very similar vibe probably a bit more t-shirts and pictures of cake because I'm eating lots of cake at the moment because I've just been a bit stressed <laughs> and it's been helping me get through some deadlines um and also t- uh posting pictures of all the books that I bought on my travels as well because I did went try to pilfer every bookshop I could that had women's sports books that I couldn't get back in Australia so if that's your jam please come follow me (laughs) Kirby where are you hanging out in the digital spaces I should say it's my jam so I've been following you and screenshotting your your (laughs) um book posts so I can go and find those books myself um (laughs) um yeah I'm on Twitter Kirby Kirby V you can find me there um 
yeah and siren you can follow us too um siren underscore sport on twitter instagram or on facebook you can email us contact at sirensport.com.au with any of your thoughts and feels um feel free to do that um and uh check out the website sirensport.com.au and also subscribe to the newsletter subscribe to the pod tell people about us that's cool too that's all great absolutely Kirby it's been a pleasure to catch up with you I missed you so much um thank you for letting me just relive the memories and share my learnings and um thank you for doing a lot of work at Siren while I was away I really appreciate that um you really kept the lights on and um kept everyone engaged so amazing work by you particularly while you were doing (laughs) finishing up on us and working towards this conference you can just do it all and I'm constantly impressed by you so Great to chat to you. Missed you. Let's hang out again very soon so we can yes. keep the conversation going. Yes, we will we will see. I will see you very, very soon. Very I'm soon. Excited. <laughs> <laughs>